Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar podcast, brought to you from the team behind Cycling Plus, MBUK and BikeRadar.com. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar podcast with me, Catherine Moore. Join me for the next six weeks for our series on how to make 2022 your best year on the bike yet. We've got a great array of topics from trying something new to joining a cycling club or even planning your own cycling adventure. And we'll be joined by both some familiar voices from Bike Radar as well as some amazing guests from across the cycling world. For many of us, getting hooked on a cycling discipline is just the start. Thing is, once you're enjoying life on two wheels, be that on a mountain bike, road bike, gravel, cross, track, recumbent, dirt jump, you get the idea. There's always something new to try. And that can help keep things spicy and exciting. In this second episode of our new series, helping you to have the best year of cycling yet, we're going to be chatting about why mixing it up and trying something new might just be the best idea you've had. I'm joined by two riders today who've both been trying something new lately, both switching flat bars for drops during the great gravel revolution of 2020. After a childhood on bikes, Liz Greaves returned to mountain biking in her early 30s, racing enduro for Cannondale in USC. We met last year when Liz decided to turn her hand, or rather her legs, to something new, taking on some of the UK's best gravel racing, both at Gripfest and Grindero Wales. We've also got another familiar face on the podcast today. It's our technical editor-in-chief, Robin Weaver. He's been racing mountain bikes since the year dot, but like Liz, has been getting to taste for drop bars over the last few years. Welcome both to the Bike Radar podcast and thanks for joining us. Hello. Hi. So Liz, why don't you kick us off and tell us about the switch? You've been riding mountain bikes for a really long time. What was it about gravel riding or drop bars um, that tempted you into trying something new? I think it was partly like the lockdown, no, no, not far. And I kind of just put my enduro bike away. I had a lot of travel, which I didn't need around the local trails. And um, I had a, a drop bar, it's actually a cyclocross bike, um, in the garage and I, it was literally on the turbo for training I was really going for it at the beginning of 2020 for my enduro racing and um, I thought let's take this off the turbo trainer and into the woods and that was basically the start of me playing around on gravel bikes really really straightforward kind of it's, I think most people kind of did that during lockdown and kind of toned down their riding a bit so um, it just made it more fun. Absolutely so then what led you from having a lot of fun on the cyclocross bike to thinking, ah, maybe I could do a bit more of this, maybe enter some races. So I um, moved to Cannondale partway through 2020 and they've got this really good gravel bike, I know, <laughs> um, the Top Stone. And I'd, I had actually a really bad car crash um, at the end of 2020. I broke about eight ribs. It really put me back in my training and I knew that racing enduro probably wasn't going to be the best thing for me next year like that mm. in 2021 so I thought right I've got good legs I've got still got some power there and I wanted to kind of do still be cycling and doing something which would help build up my fitness again so I entered grip fest I, I, it was <laughs> perhaps probably a bit, off, a bit too much than I could chew but I had so much fun and I just thought let's just try something different um, it's still stage racing it's still a format which is kind of similar to enduro where you can just ride with your mates on the transitions and then go for it on the stages so it was basically the kind of similar thing but with a different bike and that's what kind of pulled me into it I thought that's actually really interesting and I just loved it I had so much fun at that event it was such a good time so I carried on doing more gravel events. <laughs> what was it about that event that you said that you really loved? I think it was 
it's just a bigger challenge, I think. It's like a proper big day out. So when I first started racing enduro, the, the original nationals, we had timed liaisons and I loved the panic. I'm late to everything. So um, the stress <laughs> of getting to a stage, otherwise it eats into your overall time, really kind of gave me the buzz. And those kind of the gravel event over the years, sorry, the enduro is kind of like toned down a bit more and got a bit more easier. We weren't timed on our liaisons and that kind of stuff. So it was way more relaxed. And I liked the stress and I liked the fact that I might not be able to do this. So that's kind of what brought me into it, really. And I just, yeah, Grit Fest had, had all that, basically. There were massive, long liaisons. And then the stages were just ridiculously huge as well. Like, just so much climbing and 10 kilometres long and you just have to keep going. And that really, really just gave me the buzz. I really loved it. That's, that's what lured me into it. That and the final day of day one was just basically a descending stage. So I thought, right, for everything I'm not good at at climbing, I can make up my time here. And that was just so much fun being on a slightly, well, completely different bike because your position and everything's different as well. Um, on drop bars going down really loose gravel roads really, really fast and trying to go as fast as you can overtaking people. It's really good fun. Yeah, definitely. And for everyone, anyone who hasn't heard of Grip Fest before, it's put on in mid Wales in the Cambrian Mountains, which is an absolute paradise for gravel riding. Just miles upon miles of completely empty gravel roads, great big sweeping bends, forestry tracks, enormous climbs that seem to go on forever and ever and ever. And there's a really good reason why they call it the Desert of Wales is because there's literally no one around. Um, so it's a fantastic um, host site for a gravel enduro event like that. I've ridden Grifest for the last few years. I say ridden rather than raced <laughs> for good reason. But some of the stages are really long. They are really long. But again, approaching it as a ride rather than a race, like it's still really, really good fun, even if you're not at the pointy end. Yeah, it was just really social on the transitions, just meeting different people and chatting. It was really, really good. So how about yourself, Rob? What led you to trying drop bars or more specifically gravel? Um, well, so the drop bar thing for me started, I think it was back in 2011. Um, I'd separated my shoulder again. I'd done them probably, I think I'd done both sides two times now, maybe Yikes. more. And... I think I was getting to that point where I was a little bit older. I was maybe not bouncing back as quickly as I had in the past. And Warren, who's another technical editor here at Immediate, he was like, well, look, I've got a bike that'll fit you, a road bike. If you want to just go and stick some miles on that, you know, crack on. I donned the Lycra for the first time, headed out the door uh, <laughs> with a, without a peak on my helmet. And, yeah, I started to get really into it. Just, I think, just... Uh, Things like being able to ride from my door, because I don't yeah. have great trails on my doorstep. So, you know, that element of convenience was really appealing. And then um, another big thing was a lot of my friends, my really close friends from home, who I'd grown up with mountain biking over the years. Obviously, as life gets more serious, you know, work, family commitments, things like that. A lot of those guys had turned to road riding. Yeah. So for us, it was a really cool way that we could kind of combine both things, you know, meeting up and getting out on the bikes as well. And then, yeah, over the years, I think I ended up with a long-term bike for Cycling Plus not that long after that. And I just started riding further, getting way more into it. But as, as time progressed, and I think it was off the back of another injury, I snapped 
What did I break? Oh, my wrist. I broke my wrist <laughs> and I wanted to get back out there. And the guys at Saddleback, my mate Deck, who's the marketing manager there, he was like, look, we've got this, this 3T Explorer. It'll be comfier than riding your road bike. So have a go on that. And, and from that point, I, could, I think it was more the opportunity I could see with it. So mm-hmm. I, I think that was the one thing I would find frustrating on the road is you do, you know, a local lap or ride somewhere totally new and you just keep seeing little ribbons of single track disappearing off the lane. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, on 28 mil slick tyres, you think, well, I could maybe try it, but I'd probably be on my ass in seconds. Whereas on the gravel bike, you can genuinely go and explore without, you know, that, without that fear. And yeah, from then on, it's meant that I can really mix up what I ride. So when I go out, I can, you know, I can take one bike and whether I just want to do a quick hour riding up hills locally to me or whether I want to do a, a bigger lap and maybe just follow my nose off road. I think it's, um, yeah, it's been really exciting. And I think just the fact that I can ride some of the more sedate trails around here uh, where I live that are probably maybe just too dull or subdued on a mountain mm. bike on a gravel bike it properly adds that spice you know yeah like you said I've been doing this for a really long time and um when I started mountain biking the compared to today the bikes were awful you know we're, we're totally spoiled on on modern bikes these days so yeah. you can kind of ride down anything and the bike will do you know half the work for you so it kind of feels like circling back to that a little bit but with the added bonus of really good brakes, <laughs> I think Which it's a key thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a massive bonus. And yeah, and, and just um, another thing for me is it isn't necessarily my job. That element of it mm. isn't, doesn't sort of overlap into my everyday work. So I can kind of get stuck into it as a hobby almost. Not that mountain biking isn't still my you know main hobby, but it's another thing that it's bikes and I love it, but I don't feel the pressure to, you know, need to know everything about it or, you know, if, if that makes sense. That's a really good point. And do you feel like, and this is a question for both of you, perhaps moving from one discipline to another, you're perhaps not expected to be at the same level or standard when you start out. You might be going back to being a beginner or novice. Has that impacted either of you? I think it's actually, yeah, you go into it as a beginner and that's actually really quite nice because there's no expectation on you and you can ask all the stupid questions and and not know how to ride it on certain things either. And that's also really good because there's this expectation that you can just go and smash everything on a mountain bike. And actually, you know, it's different on a gravel bike and it's it's just, yeah, right. And actually they're completely unforgiving, as, as Robin said. Like They're not <laughs> as, like mountain bikes nowadays are so forgiving. We've got so much travel, you can just mash down anything and it and it will basically get you three of your bodies in the right position mostly gravel bike you have to really actually look at where you're going and pick a line and be a bit more tactical with it especially when you're racing it but yeah it's um it keeps you on your toes a bit more yeah definitely I actually had the opposite experience so while you have both gone from like a mountain biking background into gravel during lockdown one I sort of finally had an opportunity to buy a mountain bike off of a friend. And it's something that they've been trying to get me into for a few years. And really, I started off road cycling and gravel was my gateway drug into mountain biking. And so 
when lockdown one ended, we ended up doing a few local mountain biking rides. And for me, that was really exciting because I went from doing something that was fairly proficient at not any particularly great standard, but something that, again, was my job and that was my bread and butter into something that was completely new and going straight back to being a beginner. And as you know, there's so much to learn with being a mountain biker or mountain biking and, you know, getting some early coaching to make sure the body position was right. And the progression when you try something new, especially something like mountain biking, is so addictive because one day you might go and do something and it's like a tiny little drop and it's terrifying. (laughs) Um, And then on the next ride, maybe things are going a bit better. You might do it and, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And I'm a couple years in now, I'm sure the plateau is coming very soon, but it's just really great to try something completely different because I don't know about you, but the way that my mind works when I'm doing these things are so different. So when I'm on the road, I think there's probably less to be aware of. Obviously, other road users um, is part of that. But I find like my mind can drift. And if there's something that's really playing on my mind at the time, then that's naturally where my mind will go. And especially if I'm riding on myself, then I can have these really like deep conversations in my mind. Whereas if I'm mountain biking, I'm just like, heck, 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 <laughs> with whatever's <laughs> right in front of me. I don't have the brain power or like the the time to even think about any of life's troubles or issues or whatever. It's literally like the most mindful sport because you're in it and you have to react to every little thing in front of you. Have you found any difference, um, either of you going from mountain biking to road or gravel like that? Uh, for me personally, I think I think I gained a much greater appreciation for what goes into road riding and gravel riding. I think it's so. I think you and I, Catherine, were having this chat the other day. Actually, mm. it was just about the fitness required is quite different. Definitely, with mountain biking, the climbs are punchier. You know, you stand up out of the saddle more. There's more things, as you said, more things to maybe consider as you're doing it. So. A lot of skill comes into it as well as fitness and things like that. Whereas on the road, if you ride with someone who's really good at riding on the road, just trying to hold onto someone's back wheel while you're riding along on the flat, honestly, it blew my socks off. Absolutely <laughs> redlining, terrified how fast we were going. Thinking, how, how on earth am I ever going to catch up with this person? Especially because on that particular ride, I had no idea where I was going. And uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get lost soon. I, I'm going to have to call my wife and... I don't know, send her a drop pin, get her to come and fetch me because I'm I'm going to just curl up in a ball and, and just be sobbing on the side of the road. But um, yeah, I think I think for me, yeah, that, that appreciation. And then once I started to get more familiar with that, I got really hooked on watching road racing and, you know, one okay. day classics, the tours, you know, cyclocross, stuff like that. Anything that I had time that I could kind of sit down and get into, I properly get stuck into it and absolutely love it and then you want to read about all the you know the the you know you nerd out on it you want to see the data and then compare it and work out like you know these these men and women are superhuman how on earth do they do any of this stuff it's it's insane yeah so so i think yeah for me sorry it's a really long answer to your question but yeah that just that appreciation and then i guess what it takes to then be better at it and then that's when i was like okay i want to go out and do this and I think initially a long ride for me might have been 40, 50K. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go out with my friends that could ride hundreds of kilometres and you yeah. realise, right, okay, this is what I want to do next. So then you start to test yourself. And then the real bonus, I think, was just how 
I was noticing the benefits when I'd go back to mountain biking. As I said, the road riding was kind of like this new hobby for me that I was super into. And, and same for the gravel. And then when I switch back, you can all of a sudden, you're like, okay, yeah, I can just ride for longer. And it doesn't seem to be knocking anything else back massively. Mm. It, yeah, I think it's just that complementary thing as well, which is I find really cool. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I rode 100k for cake on my gravel bike over Christmas. just be, And it was just like effortless. You would never do that on a mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> it just like, they're so cool. They work in that way so nicely. And it, it does really, really improve your fitness. And that does transfer into mountain biking. Like I climb hills so much easier on my mountain bike now. And I enjoy it more because of the fitness I've got from, from the gravel bike. That's really interesting. I think we're seeing more and more pro riders um, across the mountain biking scene that also do a fair amount of road and gravel training to complement what they're doing. Perhaps just keep it mentally stimulating as well. And traditionally, it's always been the case, cyclocross riders, you know, you're not going to be doing actual cyclocross efforts the whole time in your training. They'll do a lot of road training. But there's this sort of historical notion, perhaps, that there's a bit of tribalism between like mountain bikers versus roadies. Having tried sort of both drop bars and flat bars, have you ever come across this? Like, is it something that would put you off? Yeah, I've big, big time come across it. I actually tried road back in 2019 and I got, actually how I got my cyclocross bike to start with, because I entered Red Bull time lapse with my mountain bike friends to see what it would be like to do a road race. <laughs> As you do. As you do. Um, so let's go into the longest road ride in you know in the world. Um, twenty four hours it was, and uh, I actually had loads of messages on my Instagram from people going, "You shouldn't be doing this. Um, you're going to embarrass your boyfriend. What? And you're you know you can't ride in peloton. You're going to be an absolute hazard to people." And it was really it did put me off road riding for a while. We actually wow. finished middle of the field as well at time lapse, just so they were like, we did yeah. we did a we did a decent effort. Nice um, one. We took it seriously and we did train for it and stuff, but. Um, yeah, I got negativity, definitely. And it, it put me off road riding. And I think that's why it's a bit nicer and easier for me to do gravel because, you you know, it's still off road and it's still in like a level of comfort zone. Like it's kind mm -hmm. of like you say, going the other way from road into mountain bike. Gravel is that gateway, I think. Um, and that's it served me well for that because I've not had any negativity around going to a gravel bike. Yeah. Really odd because I still ride my gravel bike on the road. But it's very bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, really odd. I mean, I... I definitely had some. I think um, <laughs> maybe even like the first time I rocked up to work in Lycra, having done a road ride before going in. I used to live quite close to the office. Um, so I'd go out earlier, put some miles in and then, yeah, turn up Lycra cloud and sweaty. And <laughs> some, of the, some of the more diehard guys that I've worked with, yeah, would definitely give me stick. You know, all, all out of fun. But there mm. was definitely a bit of, you know you're a traitor you know what are you doing what are you wearing that for <laughs> i'd never do that and how many of them are into it now if yeah. they still yeah, well I, into think, mountain I think probably a few have kind of dabbled since i guess for me it was it was never uh yeah i don't know what it was but it never really put me off it, it kind of made me want to just do it more mm -hmm. um almost to prove a point i guess quite stubborn <laughs> you know but yeah i can see how it would put people off but you hope in this day and age, 2022, there's a lot less of that going on. 
And I think that over the last couple of years, because we've all been confined very close to our homes, I think people really have been trying more different stuff. I've seen people from local road riding clubs who have been diehard roadies their whole lives, you know, trying gravel or cyclocross or then maybe even trying like cross country just for something different to do that's local that, as you say, opens up a whole new array of riding just on your doorstep. And that's really encouraging to see. So I really do think that that kind of stigma is on the decrease. I think there's coming a bit more understanding as well of what goes into training for professional mountain bikers as well, like like Bruni, Greg Benar, everyone that's at the top of the downhill game, they all spend most of their winter on road bikes. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the only way of it. Like, and I think the visibility around that is increasing as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I would say probably the majority of what they'll post on their social media sites will be doing, you know, massive deadlifts or squats, things like that. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, sat in the back of an uplift truck, going to put some laps in. But yeah, the reality is, and, and it kind of has been for a long, long time, everyone has gone out and put a load of base miles in to kind of get to where they're at. But it's just more widely accepted now. Mm. And I think gravel's a big part of that because even some of those more old school mountain bikers, maybe who shun the road stuff because of the lycra because of the whole mammal thing that became you know mm-hmm. prevalent in you know i think someone even bought me a birthday card with the mammal thing on uh, this year so bless them you know, yeah so i i think it's the fact if you go and ride a gravel bike for example you don't necessarily need to stick the lycra on you can kind of wear you know comfy mountain bike kit and yeah it's totally fine there it is that sort of in between where I think, I don't know whether it's because it's newer or maybe it's just that there's less tradition involved. Mm, you can kind of just rock up in what you want, whether that's a T-shirt and Lycra shorts or just, gen, you know, like baggy top and bottom or Lycra head to toe, no one really cares, um, which I think is really cool and massively appealing. You know, when we were talking the other day and I was talking about um, Grinjuro, when I saw all the photos from that, the first thing I did was like, yeah, I really want a piece of that this year. That's, it looks so cool, such a good vibe. Everyone yeah, looks absolutely. so chuffed. And, and yeah, people of all shapes and sizes riding on all sorts of different bikes in all sorts of different kit makes it feel way more inclusive. Because mm-hmm. I think I rode downhill and raced downhill for a lot of years. And I could see that as an outsider trying to get into that, especially as um, things progressed and there were maybe fewer regional and local races. So you, if you went along, it was generally to something bigger maybe a national how intimidating that must have been you know if you didn't have the right bike if you didn't have the kit I can imagine it feeling really alienating and and it would have put a lot of people off you know it's a lot of money as well to get involved whereas it feels this you know gravel riding and and you know and the lower end of the road market's way more affordable Mm. or is hopefully more affordable now I think it is I don't know heaps about it but from what I've seen from what the guys are testing obviously i think the level of cheaper bikes has got better so you can go out and you can buy something and have a better time on it you're not dragging around you know a lump of metal that doesn't really slow down when you want it to but equally yeah. is really hard work to ride fast <laughs> i think yeah. we're in a way better place in terms of tech and all that but yeah i think gravel riding is massively appealing and if it's marketed well it looks super inclusive 
Yeah, I think Grandeur is a really good example of that. And we'll have to get you along this year because I think you'll love it. They've got the sort of motto party to race ratio. And I think, yeah, there's people there who are from uh, international teams. Like we had Ella Connolly, who's um, a really fab Scottish enduro rider. And there's Alice Barnes, who's a British road racer, all having a go. And of course, yeah, there's all those people at the pointy end on these time segments. But most of us are just there to have a laugh and ride with our mates in somewhere beautiful and around Mac or McCuncleth, if I've said that right. That was quite brave. <laughs> and there's in beer North as Wales. well, right? I yeah, we've got beer. You beer. literally cross the finish line and you get given a beer. That was oh, amazing, especially after that final stage. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty techy. I heard that um, the I final raced stage... it on downhill. I raced it yeah. as part of the British National Enduro Champs in 2019. And then when we got to the top of it and I recognised it, I was on, my gra- on the gravel bike. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what are we about to do? <laughs> yeah, that was definitely one that favoured the mountain bikers for sure. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was one of the best. That gave me a real different perspective because it actually pushed me to ride my gravel bike in a way that I hadn't previously done before I'd always kind of tamed it back a bit but then suddenly realizing that I can ride an enduro stage on this bike was amazing <laughs> and he, like it all came back as well some of the lines and stuff it was really good um they're really nice. capable really really capable Grandura was just like such an inclusive race actually I came across some road riders and just like we were exchanging tips on like this is the most efficient way up a hill and then I was like right when you're going down these sections like drop your heel try and get back over the saddle and like it was really really good everyone was just like helping each other and and chatting away and it was just so inclusive that was really really cool so for anyone who's listening to this who's thinking oh okay this could be interesting maybe it is time to try something different a new cycling discipline on the cars for 2022 what tips would you give them um i would say because of the cost involved if you can borrow a bike or go along with someone and have a go just to get a taste of it before you you max out your credit card (laughs) on the latest whatever it might be it's probably worth doing but don't be afraid to do it i think is the biggest take home i would say you know um if you see an opportunity just yeah try and take it because even though uh I don't know, you might talk to people and they might put you off for X, Y, Z reasons. Until you give it a go yourself, it's really hard to kind of make that judgment. And you might find something that you're actually incredibly good at or that you massively enjoy more than anything you've tried before. So it's one of those like, you know, just jump on the opportunity. If you're into bikes, the chances are you'll you just really like it, whatever it is, whichever discipline it is. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't let people put you off. Um, if your mates aren't going to be supportive of you doing it, you will find new mates in gravel. That's easily, easily <laughs> said. <laughs> so definitely don't get put off and, and do go try it. Maybe go to like a demo day as well. Um, I know that there's we're actually going back into the world of having demo days again. <laughs> so <Woo-hoo. laughs> um, have a little look at the, the calendar and see if you can get along because that's a really good opportunity to also ride with other people that might be similar to you and wanting to try it but not quite sure. So that's good. And you can ask all the kind of questions as well at the demo days. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, a lot of these events now have bikes that you can try or perhaps you could hire a road bike or a gravel bike or a mountain bike at a trail centre or something like that. Even if you're on holiday, road cycling in Girona or a fantastic destination like that, you could just rent a gravel bike for a day and ask somebody for a really good route and just sort of dip your toe in the water before you commit. And I think my bit of advice would be 
don't be afraid of being a beginner again. Actually embrace it. Like get some coaching. Coaching isn't just for people that are really good. It's really helpful and fundamental, especially I've found it so useful going into mountain biking just to like get the basics nailed. Not only to make you like a better, faster, more techie rider or whatever, but just to feel confident and enjoy what you're doing. And that level of progression when you are trying something new is just so addictive and thrilling. Thrilling, yeah. <laughs> like Liz was saying, um, as a mountain biker, I think one of the one of the potential things that might put you off is the bike's capability. So what you're going to be able to ride. And honestly, now the gravel bikes that are coming out are insanely good. You know, it's, it's it isn't like riding a 160 mile travel enduro bike. You can still get down stuff that you know, you'd have no hope on ever being able to tackle on a road bike. I rode down uh, when uh, I met up with Alex Rafferty from SRAM and we were riding their new um, gravel suspension fork, the Rudy. We, we were out riding around uh, Ludlow and um, we used to race, you know, national downhills there. We rode one of the old national downhill <laughs> tracks on our gravel bikes, which was pretty Amazing. wild. But it yeah. just goes to show just, just how capable they are now. You know, it's, they've come a long way in a really short amount of time. And it's really cool to see uh, the brands not being so afraid to, you know, borrow the tech from the mountain bike side of things. Mm. But also we've got other brands using aero tech from the road, you know, so there's, there's a bit of everything for everyone. I think as we touched on before, that whole um, traditionist attitude, maybe that's, or that I've maybe noticed a little bit on the roadside and possibly in cyclocross, I don't know for sure, but I, I just remember some of the conversations happening years and years ago across our desks when um, disc brakes were starting to become a thing <laughs> in road riding and in cyclocross. The, uh, well, not the arguments, just the conversations we would have with some of the road guys who were adamant that it'll never catch on, they're too heavy, they're dangerous, they're this, they're that. <laughs> and, and, you know, there, there isn't that in gravel, for sure. You know, I think anyone who's ridden a, an older mountain bike off-road that had, you know, cantilever brakes will vouch for how dangerous and deadly and terrifying they can feel. Yeah. And having ridden, a, you know, yeah. like a rim brake on a road bike in the wet, down some really big hills yeah I, i'm not into that at <laughs> all give me district i want to slow down i want grip and i want be able, i want to be able to break so yeah amen yeah. <laughs> i've got the chin scar to prove it as well with canties <laughs> so i want <laughs> yeah. disc brakes all day every day 100 <laughs> percent. fantastic well i'm hoping that for anyone that's listening to this who is maybe thinking that they want to try something different whether that's road gravel mountain biking cyclocross you name it this might just give you the little push you need to think about how you can try that out this year thank you both so much for coming onto the podcast thank you cheers thanks for having me thank you for listening to the bike radar podcast if you want any more information on what we've been talking about or more news and views on cycling check out bikeradar.com bye